Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is still Zelda II The Adventure of Link. Part 2. Well, Nick, this is Nintendo and their flagship series right behind the Mario f- series mm-hmm. of flags mm-hmm. shipped. Mm-hmm. Zelda. Yeah. Zelda 1 had a great manual. It did. And uh, P.S. Welcome back <laughs> to part two. Yeah, yeah. We're here. Look. I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. This is one of the greatest manuals. Everyone loved manuals, and this is a great one. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it, and I was in love. Oh, I knew. I demolished this one myself. Uh, I... I since I owned the game, you know, it's uh, it's 47, or I'm sorry, 49 pages. Yeah, and a lot of that's like story. Uh, like 10 of it, or, you know, and it's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of screenshots and some great, great artwork. Lots of really uh, awesome, like tons of awesome artwork. You know, just like I, I had mentioned before from the Legend of Zelda manual, where I was convinced there was a cartoon somewhere in or Japan. Or a comic. Like, yeah. it looks like they just pulled stills from some sort of comic. It looks really good, but it's the same stuff, or same style, but new stuff. Like, here, you definitely can see a difference in the way Link's drawn. He's more, like, teenage, less kid-looking, you know? So yeah, this was, sure. like, and, I mean, I can't say I recall it from the marketing, but it definitely came across to me as a kid where I was like, this is, Link's getting real now. It's getting serious, you he's know? He's grown up a bit. He's not, he's not playing games anymore with rupees. So aside from that, you also get some interesting, like, cartoony artwork, as well as the enemies have their own third kind of style, where they're that kind of more, I don't want to say realistic, but it's kind of, kind of creepy, scary vibe to them. Definitely, definitely. A little and more it, detailed. And there's even, like, funny, like you said, cartoony parts where they're, like, telling you, like, what not to do, what can mm-hmm. go wrong, yeah, stuff like what, that. What can, you can't block, or, you know, different things. It's it's a very Nintendo-powery kind of spread mm-hmm. presentation, you know? Um, and, and I'm not just saying that because I think... Ninety percent of all this artwork also appeared in the Nintendo Power uh, um, coverage of this game. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, a lot of its story, as you mentioned, and this is a very weird story. Yeah, because you mentioned the crux of the story to me long ago, and I was like, "What? That can't be right." It's something I totally forgot about, but basically, it's this is a direct sequel. This is post uh, Legend of Zelda. Link has like dedicated his life to helping ease the suffering or something, you know. When a magic symbol appears on his his hand. Which is a trope that will continue through many Zeldas. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think it's just a Triforce, isn't it? Well, in this one, they said it's the the crest. Yeah, yeah. But usually, yeah, it's just the Triforce. I, I, had a, I had a mental image of that, and I was like, that doesn't... Like, if you were Link, you wouldn't look at that and be like, what is it? This magic symbol. You'd be like, there's a Triforce on my hand. Which, speaking of, I did get a new wallet. Oh. And it has that, that very symbol right there on it. It's full of red rupees, I'm sure. I wish. <laughs> so anyways, Impa... Returns old lady Impa, and she tells him that she tells him the secret story of the origin of Zelda. Where years ago, Zelda was a princess, and an evil magician manipulated her brother. Blah blah blah. And this was the legend of Zelda. Yeah, so she was put to sleep by this evil wizard, and uh, could not be uh, resuscitated until many years later, when the Triforce of Courage would truly be recovered. Now, this is not the Zelda we rescued in the first game. No. This is a different Zelda that our Zelda from game one was named after. Yeah, all of the princesses were named Zelda, so no one would forget that this Sleeping Beauty princess is here. 
So now that uh, you know the the mark appeared on you, you get a magic scroll from from Impa that explains all that. You know, and it's up to you then to go save the old Zelda. Yeah, well, you have to take the the six old crystals, ancient Zelda, the ancient Zelda. Yeah, you take these six crystals to the different palaces to, and once they're all done, you get uh, then you can go to the Great Palace to get the Triforce of Courage, which was hidden by some wizard long ago. Those darn wizards. Apparently, he looks like a little gnome, maybe. But that, this is another kind of situation which is weird, you know, similar to the first Legend of Zelda where you're like, I'm going to gather these things or do these things in different dungeons. Mm-hmm. But these aren't Ganon's enemies no. fighting me. It's These were put to keep unworthy, you know, explorers out. Right. There is no... Uh, Ganon's not really mentioned as much. No. In fact, the only mention really is that his minions are still roaming around trying to kill Link because they can use his blood in a, in a ritual to bring back... Ganon, which is why you get that rather intense death scene. Right. Where it's the return of Ganon. They've used your blood, and now he's back. (laughs) It's Ganon. So, yeah, and it explains, it does a great job of going through and explaining the the weird leveling system, all your different terrains, how you use the combat. Mm -hmm. It has all the items. It shows a bunch of enemies that are grouped up by, like, biome or or what terrain you would fight them in and stuff. Where That's where you see those artworks. It introduces you to towns. It does point out, it says, use B to look for things inside houses. Oh, yeah, because there's that one thing. Yeah, which is barely a clue, but it's something. It's It's a little more than you might realize. That's the mirror. Yeah, it also mentions that there's swordsmen and wizards in each town. So, okay, or cool. to look for them there. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a long, uh, beautiful manual that's worth checking out. Like, it's worth it just for the artwork. Yeah, I mean, you can go back and look at it, just screw around. But it, it it's a good manual because it explains a lot of weird game concepts that this game has, and it does it effectively. So, good on you, Nintendo. All right, this is the level by level portion of our show. And this game does not have bespoke levels. It has dungeons mm-hmm. and overworld sections in between. Yeah, pretty much. So I think we'll go through this game in more of a linear walkthrough style fashion. Sure. And I'm sorry, don't get your hopes up. There's not a lot to talk about in these dungeons besides the enemies you will find within because the same concepts carry over through almost all of them. It's it's true. Um, it's a, you know, and like we mentioned before, while it is pretty linear there are like two maybe three kind of watersheds where you you know you might be like what do i do now and kind of explore but not really and the game starts you out in kind of a weird place that's right you start in the you're inside what is known as the north castle you can see princess zelda asleep on like a a big royal dais yeah and you know there's nothing going on in here so you leave and then you're off to adventure yeah and then if you don't know what to do you can explore around there's a couple different caves and areas to check out well, you'll see, you know, yeah, you start off in, you know, your little castle's in the middle of a lake, and you, you can, uh, there, there's a little stuff to explore. Right away, you'll realize, though, that there are road tiles where you do not, if an enemy runs into you, you, instead of having an encounter, it's just a blank little field. So that's a good way to avoid fighting enemies if you're low on life or you need to. But really, the first place to go is your first town, straight to your east, Roru Town. I was going to say, how do you? How would you pronounce this? Roru? Rauru? Rauru. It's R-A-U-R-U. We pronounced it Rauru because it was the most fun way of saying it. Rauru. It's like Smaug. Yeah. And uh, you know, in this town, you learn about the fact that you can get healed, blah, 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 magic, you, all that great stuff. You get your shield magic here for free. You don't Usually there's a little task you have to complete, usually inside the town, but not always. And But just, here... 
find the guy and he gives it to you. Yeah, there are certain houses as you walk by, the door will open. You'll see it open and someone come out. And that's always, that only happens when they're either the healers or the, the old lady with, you know, magic replenishers or the special guest of the town. Yeah, like whatever the uh, thing you've got to do is. Yeah, so you talk to them and, you know, this lady's like, come inside and you go get your shield spell. And then once you have that, really your first uh, course of action is to get out to the cave on the right side. Yeah, you get some, to the desert. some clues that, you know, you want to go to the desert. Um, if you're a pro, I mean, you'll notice there is a 50-point pea bag you can pick up in a forest near yeah. the road. And you can go get... The heart the, container? Well, the magic... Uh, you can get a magic jar south of the oh, that's north true. castle. It's it's not lit up by the candle, but there are no jumps. There are very few enemies that you can actually see because... Yeah. You'll see their feet. On you'll the see their feet, and there are a couple Octoroks that while you can't see them, you can see their rocks that they shoot out so you can tell where they are it's easy it's worth it just pick it up ahead of time now on the overworld when you do fight enemies in this area you're going to be hitting up the little blob creatures yeah yep you'll see the bits and bots i think bots are the red ones that don't jump okay they're choo choos they're, they're both they're both very easy uh you, you know you'll see some moblins around weak yep. ones uh um i think you see some spiders too they're dealers Okay. Which is, I believe, the only Zelda 2 monster named, featured, in the Legend of Zelda cartoon on Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fun fact, you know. Huh? Now, you make your way into the cave, and whenever you go into a cave, you have a side-scrolling area you have mm-hmm. to traverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, you are in a desert. You are. And pretty quickly, you can see to the northwest, there's the palace, but... There's another path to the south. And if you make it to the very bottom, that southern area, you will find a heart container. That's right. It is guarded by some uh, two orange gorillas. Boomerang guys. The boomerangs, which, you know, um, they throw an, their boomerangs kind of arc back and they throw an upper and lower one. So it, it's interesting. If you're very close, you can block them upper and lower. Yep. But if they arc around and come back, you know, you turn around and block them the same fashion. It's, it's a neat way to use the blocking, I think, you know, for, sure. for gameplay. Uh, but if the enemies do spawn in that little wood wooded area around you, they are much harder <laughs> than anything you've encountered before. They are, so try not to to do that. No, um, but really the whole point of coming up here is the first dungeon is here. Yes, it is. Parappa Palace, or Parappa <laughs> the Rappa. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was Parappa. And this is the gray dungeon, or I guess palace. I, I keep saying dungeon because, you know, Zelda terms, but these are all palaces. It's true. And every palace consists of some elevators. And lots of hallways. And the elevators in this game are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you always start with one. As you approach, there's always a statue of a knight. And and the, well, you can usually hit it. Yeah, this is the only one you can't. But normally, well, there are many statues of knights that when you strike them, they will either drop a red magic jar or spawn a knight. Is there any rhyme or reason? I don't think so. I think it's just random. Because, man, we were getting our... Uh, we got shortchanged in the final castle. It, uh, yeah, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, th- thank goodness. I need. I really need to replenish. And you go there and like, no, not only is it not a knight, it's one of those weird bird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, th- these elevators, though, you get on it. It's weird because you control granularly the movement of this elevator. Yeah, you don't just hit up and it goes up. It's like you can up and down, zip zap. Which you don't really need to barely at all in this game. No. But it's nice that you can. Yeah. Um, right away, if you head right, there's a locked door, so you got to turn around. 
but that lets you know that you're going to be there, there's a lot of doubling back and you know this is the closest to exploration you get now this palace does introduce a few new enemies you have the i don't know anything's name so you're gonna have to well there's uh, you got the jumping uh wolf-headed men the, i don't know those like jackal heads whatever they are they jump but they're super easy they just keep jumping forward and have a knife they're, the worst thing about them they only take one hit but if they hit you they will subtract some life and experience points oh that, that, that does stink uh, and then there's those weird, the bubbles, the anti-fairies. Yeah. They are uh, ridiculously strong. You can kill them. It takes like 100 slashes or something at, at the lower levels. Yeah, but it's kind of worth it after you get the one attack upgrade because they Certain do give point. you like 50. They do. Which is a lot in the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. it's Yeah, I'll talk more about that at the end of this one. But they, if those... Uh, if they hit you, though, they will also damage your magic as well as your life. Oh, yeah. I know. That screwed us more often than I would like to admit. Now, see. Uh, and the other big enemy you find here is the, the mace-throwing monster. Oh, yeah. That weird... Yeah, it throws some kind of... Series of maces. ball chain thing. Yeah, through the air. It's a red kind of, I don't know, ogre-ish thing. Uh, and you, it's all timing-based. you got to get through the gap of its throws like a hammer brother yeah very much so you just gotta get under there and then it's stabbed i mean they usually take a few hits but once you're inside the the arc it's they're not hard and then of course the first of the what i thought were dark nuts but are actually called iron knuckles yes and that is the knight that can you know sword fight with you shield and and sword up and down two different heights so and and even if you don't i didn't mention this yet but uh a newer kind of trick i have at least new to me, personally learned about sword fighting these guys. If you want to do it the hard way, even though it's fun, you can do this weird kind of jumping attack where as you're coming down, you crouch and you can use a sword strike kind of as you're, I like to imagine as passing through the upper, the border between the upper and lower halves of this, of this knight. And they almost, it tricks them somehow to where they don't block it. Yeah. And you can get a couple hits off. It's, it's important because they're, they're a good source of XP this early. Oh yeah. And these are the main enemies of the dungeons and they will you know this is the orange one it only mm-hmm. takes a few hits but they'll get harder and have more attacks as we yeah. go on there are quite a few stalfos here too which they have a shield an upper shield but they don't change it no and they only attack upper so it's it's a crouching sword yeah and then the, and in this level there are of course many keys you must find and the candle is in this yeah dungeon. well that's you, you want to get the candle and then the rest of it is just constantly like if you run up to it you don't have a key and there's a locked door go back there was a there was another turn you missed. Yeah. And then at the very end, we do have our first boss encounter. That's right. Horse head. And he has a knight with a horse's head he instead looks of a be, human's one. Looks to be about 10 to 12 feet tall. Very large. The, I, w- I remember, what a weird boss. I was obsessed with it as a kid. It, it made me briefly obsessed with mutant horses Okay. in the TMNT world, where I was like, what a lame mutant that would be. But I, I don't know. It's weird. I got into it in a, in, a, in a crazy person way. And he has a mace. Yeah, he will swing it. It is a very short range. You, his only vulnerability is his head. Yep, which is common. The the, the hitbox is a little weird though. It's like you got to hit him in the top of his head. Yeah, it's all about jumping and hitting for sure. Just make sure you cast shield and take him down. Now, by this point, I will say for my personal strategy, by the time you kill him, pick up that key. If you're not a level three sword already, I'll go back and make up the difference because none of the enemies respawn except for the bubbles. Now I'll go back and start attacking them if I need like an extra 50 or 100 just to pass it up okay. so that because the level four sword is like a, I think it's a thousand experience. Yeah. So you can pick up like, that's like getting 800 right here at the end of this level. And for us, you know, I thought we did the math on it and it just wasn't worth it. Like 
And I was like, well, we can get that easy on the way yeah, into well, the next dungeon. So we we put off this one and the next uh, crystal. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I, I yeah, that's something I, I never never thought about doing, but I just want my attack as soon as I can get it. And once you are done with that palace, you get to move on to Death Mountain. Well, first you have to go to, there's the town of Ruto. Yeah, what's well, on the way. Yeah, but you also have, there's a cave in the desert north of the Tantari Desert. You have to go get a statue from there. I mean, if if you don't get it now, the people in the town will just tell you to go back because you need the jump spell to get through the cave that you're about to experience. Yeah, and if you hadn't gotten that potion before the bottle, you can get it now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's even a villager in there that tells you, like, check south of the North Palace. Mm-hmm. So you want to go get the statue that looks like a, a little angel? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's, I mean, this is, uh, and then that desert cave actually, that that's a cave that you could not do in the dark. It's got death jumps. All all of the pit deaths in this are you're dead. That's it. And it's the worst. There aren't very many, uh, but they suck when you die. And I forgot to mention that's why we chose to play this on the Switch online service. Mm-hmm. It does have a rudimentary rewind feature. It's yeah. It's I, not nearly as nice as the Genesis collection one. Yeah. Where it's like literally you're rewinding it. Yeah. It's like you can jump back like five seconds, ten seconds. They see there's so few actual platforming sections in this game, and, and that's the only thing that makes them scary at all. But they're really not that bad, especially if you take your time. Yeah. Now, once you find that town, Ruto, you will be. You can trade that uh, statue in. You'll get your jump spell, mm-hmm. and then you can move on through the cave into the next big area. Yeah, the southern cave. Nothing too big there. You'll fight those like werebats, Aikmans. Yep. There is. And in the next area, you're going to encounter some new terrain, the swamp. Yeah, swamp's rough because... Uh, slows you down. Slows you down as you move. It doesn't slow down the enemies, though, so they're hard no. to avoid. And when you're in combat, it slows you. It's a sluggish ground that uh, it takes it time. kind of hides some of the enemies as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a watery zone. Now, there is a free man in these the first swamp. Yep. And then uh, in the, the forest that you're going to encounter right away, that's where uh, Bagu lives. Yeah, there's one square. There are... Five other spots where you can have a, a set encounter with these uh, little jumping megmats, mm-hmm. but uh, he's he's kind of in there too. You might not know it yet, but if you do, swing by there, get his letter. You're going to need it. Now he looks like many other characters in this game, most notably uh, from the first town, Error. Yeah, which is part of like a joke, I guess. Bagu's supposed to be like Bugu, like Error and Bug, but yeah. Oh. Later, there's somebody who tells you go see Error, and you do, and he gives you a message. Yeah. So. He wasn't just like, because I remember seeing like, I am error. And we're like making fun of it as a kid. But you know, I mean, whatever. It stuck with me. Indeed. Now, once you've talked to Bagu, you can go down to the southern half of this area. There's a pea bag yep, and a yep. very obvious solo patch of woods. That's right. Well, first you're going to have to cross that bridge, though. And it's the first of some bridge sequences where you'll see those little like fish skeletons jumping out. Oh, yeah. It's a total Mario level. And they're, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. It's very much like the first Super Mario Brothers. I totally didn't think about that. But yeah. It's uh, it's not really that tough. And it's just These ones are, are fine because they don't shoot anything. Right, right. But, but once you get to that next town, what town is it? This is the water town of Saria. And here is where you can get your next spell. The life spell, yeah. But to do that, you must solve a, a, a super puzzle. Yeah. you got to find a mirror, which you might have no idea. But I don't think there's anyone who specifically says anything about it besides the lady. So you just there's one... <laughs> one house you can go inside and there's a, a a table and if you walk up to it and press b he says i found a mirror ta-da didn't bother me as a kid because i knew the solution but i th- it could be a sticking point if you had no no information and uh, then there is a guy that gives you an ominous message in this town i like 
what's that? The eyes oh, of Ganon are everywhere. And I think there's a person in here. I mean, there's I think there's one in every town, but they'll turn into a bat. They're like an agent of Ganon. Yeah, and they it, fly away. And it freaks you, can you out. Fight them. You know, it's, it's kind of scary, but it kind of gives you that vibe where they're they're on the hunt for Link. Mm-hmm. You get your life spell, and then you need to head down again. And you know, this is an area where I always went to Death Mountain next because it's right there. But yeah. You can go to the second palace. It's really not that hard. You could do that now if, if you want, but I think it's better to go here. I agree because the internet told me to. <laughs> well, Death Mountain is it can't again. If you didn't know the way to go, this is a huge maze of like twenty different caves. They're all interconnected. Yeah, but if you do know how to go, it's still kind of a long trip. Well, it is even the shortest. Yeah, you're, you're going through like eight caves, um, and the 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 rule of thumb is that uh, always go take the cave to the right, and if there isn't one to the right, go down. And that will take you, always guide you the right way, the oh, shortest path through. I, I can see that. So that, that was how I always remembered. But and in these caves, you got standard cave creatures. Yeah, you'll see more Megmats, Octoroks. There are a few Gorias, but it introduces the worst, the the Darias, or Diarias as we used to call them, which are axe-wielding lizards. They are rough, rough creatures. The orange ones aren't so bad, but the dark red ones throw axes. And, you know, you cannot block these with your shield. So they they can be tough to fight. Although this is where it really kicks in the advantage of the crouching stab. Mm. Your normal standing attack, you have a, a bit of a wind-up frame. So it's a little slower. The crouching stab does not have that. And if you are, especially these guys, when you're actually jumping and attacking because you can hit them. Like yeah. the red ones. When you jump over an axe he throws, you want to crouch in the air and stab. That way you can hit him before you land the ground and you can, in time, to jump his next axe. Otherwise, it's really tricky timing. Yeah. Once you've cleared through all of the caves in this area, you're now at a little desert, but you're not done with caves. Not quite. Because if you go back up, there's one extra cave to go into. Yeah, well, it's Spectacle Rock, my friend. Yes, an old familiar place because you are now in the map of the original Zelda, the very yeah. top of it. It's it's a kind of rough map, but you can see the, the very rough map. The, the graveyard. There's like a little lake in the lake middle. in the middle. There's some forests. Yeah, but uh, Spectacle Rock. You have to go in there because it has an item you need. Oh yeah, you fall down in a hole where you know the original level nine dungeon was. So I guess these are the ruins of it or something. Right. And this is, I mean, this whole stretch is pretty tough, but this is the worst because it's full of those red uh, lizards in it. I think there is one red magic jar you can pick up if you need it to help replenish. But you, yeah. if you don't know how to fight these lizards, you're going to have a bad time here. But if you do figure it out, you can get through here. At the end, you do get the hammer. This was a very frequent, like as a kid, my strategy was, you know, you only have three lives, but you don't have to make it back. As long as you get that hammer and you die, who cares? Because... You know, it, it doesn't matter. You got what you needed. True, but you don't want to die right away because next to the hammer is another uh, a place to use it. Yeah, the first boulder you can break. And, and inside that boulder? Another, uh, a magic container. Yep. So that will increase your magic power. So get it. And sadly, there's really nothing to do in the old Zelda zone. No, I really wish there was like at least one hidden thing or, or something. You yeah. Know? And now you just have to backtrack. Just make your way all the way back up to where you came from. Well, there is a, a, sep- a second path if you take the cave to the right. Oh, that's right. That's the tricky. That's that's the shortcut. Yeah, and it'll it'll it's less caves. It takes you to a a bridge section, which can be kind of hard. And I think that other path is the intended way to go. Yeah, I going back the way you came was too much. Um, yeah, it, it's doable, but this is a much shorter path to the next area of the game. This will put you out 
in an area you haven't accessed yet. You'll be in this giant graveyard. Avoid all those tombs. There are strong enemies. If you fight enemies over those, it stinks. Not good. Not good here. There is a one up um, hidden in the desert. Yep, you might want to save that though. Um, here, uh, by this point, normally, like I said, I've I always get to the level four attack at the end of the first maze, and along this way, I will usually get up to four, three on my magic, three on my life, and then stop because there's enough XP in the Death Mountain plus journeying around here to get to level five of your sword before you get to the second palace. Okay, and really, right now, you're trying to get over to. The next town, which is the harbor town of Mido. Mido. Mido Shuffle. Yeah, here you can get the... Well, you can't get it yet. There's the fairy spell, the spell, fairy spell available, but you have to go get this uh, Water of Life, which you can do with your uh, hammer. But the main prize here, especially for now, is the downward thrust. Yeah, that's the really important one. And to get that, you have to jump onto one building and then make your way all the way to the church yeah, and the... get inside its top entrance and if you go in there that's where the swordsman is and so you want to do that straight away there's a another little cave with a heart container blocked by a boulder you can explore that but way back to the west and the you know when you first entered the swamp there was a cave blocked by a boulder there and that's where the water of life is if you, if you want to get the ferry now you don't you don't really need it yet but, yeah. but you got to backtrack there sooner or later so might as well yeah but really after this you're trying to get to the midoro palace which is in the a swamp area you couldn't access before. It is, yeah. You can. I mean, you could get there now, or you could get there before, but it's just a little tougher. I, I don't even know if it would be tougher. It's pretty easy. The this palace, like, well, I, I I'll really start wonder. by saying it's a light green. It is, yeah. But other than that, a lot of what you've been dealing with before. Uh, the only I think the new enemies are we have the flying heads. Oh, yep, yep. Those little weird heads. There's there are a lot of knights and stuff in here. This is a. This dungeon does something that is similar in in later ones where at the beginning you'll have a couple levels. Like if you if you straight go left at the top, your first chance, that's the way to get through the real dungeon. And the rest is just this little chunk that's full of keys. And if you don't go there now, you're just going to be backtracking back and forth the whole yeah. time. Um, the glove is your special item here. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the handy glove, which lets you break blocks with your sword. Well, certain blocks. Yeah. So, eh, eh. You just need it to get through certain areas. There's a, a really crappy area where there are these dog face statues that shoot at you. Yeah, they are. They're the worst throughout the whole game. It's a weird, very hard to get through. It's a weird height that I have trouble shielding correctly. You know, so I oh, yeah. almost always take a hit, and you know, you just gotta absorb it, I guess. Um, yeah, grin and bear it and move on. Yeah, this is definitely a dungeon that uh, if you know how to fight knights, you have nothing to worry about. No, it's them. It's the orange uh, iron you, knuckles. There are two red iron knuckles that have appeared for the first time. Which, if you don't, and, and if you haven't powered up your attack, or if you have the down thrust, it's really easy to just bounce off their head and move on. Just skip them. Yeah. And then you get to the boss of this level. Helmet. Good old helmet head. Helmet head. Which is cool. I think is a cool idea for a boss. He is. Uh, it's a, another large knight type figure mm -hmm. with, as you can imagine, a helmet on his head. Oh, yeah. But what happens when you strike that helmet, Nick? The helmet flies off. And what's beneath it? Another helmet. I know, I love it. It's like when they demask Rey Mysterio, and he had the other one underneath. Like, But the previous, the first helmet is now flying around and shooting bullets at you. Yes, and then once you knock off the second helmet, you do get to see his true face, but that, that helmet also flying around. Yeah. Two, two flying around Still helmets. And now you can jump up and strike his head. Because at no point is his body... Weak to your blows. No, he's he, he's attacking somewhat with a sword, but if you, especially if you use the jump spell and you have the downward thrust, you can just 
position yourself over him and really take him down super quick. Excellent. Now, again, I did not use my crystal here, but you can if you want. And mm -hmm. here's the thing we didn't mention. Behind every boss is a door that just takes you right out of the palace. Yeah. And if you don't put that crystal in, you can come back. Yeah, exactly. So you don't actually have to backtrack through the whole thing. Um, however, no, you do. I mean, when you come back, you would. Oh, right. But, but you, you still have to go through the whole level, but you don't have to yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah. Back where you came, you can go through that shortcut exit. However, once you uh, once you put a crystal in and seal that bad boy, then the palace is just like rubble then. I guess it collapses or something. It's just You a... cannot return. Yeah. And once you have crumbled this palace, it's time to move on. You need to find the island palace. But before you do, let's go explore that graveyard for a moment. Oh, yeah. There's the king's tomb, which is a special spot, but uh, I believe... There's a container, a, a red potion container in there. Oh, there is. Yeah, if you need to refill because the, the king's tomb is filled with ghosts and they're pretty tough. Um, I don't think they're invisible here, but they're, they're, they're just strong enough to be a pain. Yeah, and you have to fall through that tomb to get to the next palace. Yeah, you just head straight south from the king's tomb and you will find a secret hole you fall into. And then there's an underground passage to the island to your east. And then... I mean, that's it. That's a real quick turnaround from palace to palace here. Yeah. You just move right on to the third one. It is the island palace. It is a red bricked palace. Kind of scary looking. But not that, but not that scary to, to, to traverse. But not that scary to traverse. <laughs> it's, uh, you do see your first uh, doom knockers here, which are these blue knights that throw maces that rebound. They are like boomerang maces. Mm -hmm. Kind of tough, but they not really. They are, but uh, yeah, like you said, not, not I, too bad. If you have, like I did... I have a level six sword before I go in here, and I'm either three or three and four on the other ones, you know, which I purposely, you know, I always try to keep them as low as I can, so I have to skip less to get to my sword mm -hmm. at the cash-in. So it, most of the enemies here, even the knights, will probably only take two or three hits. There are the new red Stalfos here. Yeah, yeah. And, you which know, are armored more, but... Um, they have, like, a helmet, so you can't down-thrust them. You can't down-thrust the first ones. Right, right. So I don't know what the point of them being called armor is. I guess they're just more hits. Um, but this level does in introduce lava pits. Oh yeah, and I mean, which are the same as a, fall a pit that you would fall like it's still a one hit kill. Yeah, yeah, it's just like water, but red. Maybe it's blood. Who knows? Ooh, maybe. Uh, but the real kicker is this is where you're gonna find your first blue knight. That's right. He's and the boss. They are like many of the other knights, but they he can actually throw out the blade like you can. Yeah, the these knights have a a sword beam of their own and. Well, this one at least starts mounted. He comes well, out on a big well, blue. Before we get there, let's talk. There is uh, the raft in here. Oh, yes, yes. So, yeah, just have to find that. And You definitely do. Um, a different type of flying head is in this level, too. Uh, the one that's the worst, that moves in that weird sine wave slowly. Or the dog, yeah. Where and it's it shoots like, out of a, a fireball. Yeah, there is. I hate those. They're the worst. Um, there is a trick to where I think there can only be four of them on the screen at once. Yeah. So if you can get them all to spawn on one side and then just follow them. The hard part is when you don't have that and they come in from different sides, If you, you get trapped in a real sticky situation. Yeah. And, you know, this is a stage where you'll see the first, you encounter this several times where it's a room filled with a bunch of blocks that you can now break with your sword and you got to break down and grab that key. And then get fighting out. fighting your way out when those dog heads are coming in, it, it, it's no fun. No, it's almost always easier to get to the top of those rooms and then get out that way. Yeah, that's what I always, the key is to don't don't run down and get the key. And then try to fight your way out. Build yourself a stairway on your way down. It's much easier that way so you oh, yeah. can just get out and go. But like you said, the boss of this uh, entire area is is Rebenak. Yeah, mounted, a mounted knight. 
and it's cool. Like the the, the graphics of this are cool because it's kind of like a it's like a hovering yeah. horse creature. It's like a ghost horse. It always reminds me. I mean, it doesn't have legs, but it reminds me of Stridor, the He-Man robot horse. Okay. Toy, but uh, this one's bright blue, and he has a lance, and he comes charging at you. Um, and at first, you have to basically use your down thrust to hit him in the head, kind of as he the goes horse's by. head. Yeah, yeah. And then once you've done two or three hits to that, the horse falls away. And now it's just you and the Blue Knight, mono e mono. And Blue Knights are no fun, even if you know the tricks, because they take some damage. Yeah, they they deal a lot of damage, too. It doesn't take much to get hurt by them. And, man, they will sword attack like five or six times in a row before they let up sometimes. And it's really random. There's no, like, all right, it's going to be three, and then he takes a break. Yeah, yeah. It's like sometimes it's three, sometimes it's six. No. You never know. Yeah, and this area, at least with the bosses, it doesn't quite scroll right, so you can't use... There is a trick I use for fighting the Blue Knights um, where if they're in a passage that is, say, three blocks high, I, I would use this as my as a youth, kind of, where you can run up to one, you know, you can't get past him, but you're too lazy to fight, so you run up and get hit, and then using your invincibility frames, you start to jump and down thrust through him. This will kind of catch you, it'll hit him once, and then eject you to the right. But during that time when you're passing over, I have recently found out that if you keep jamming and pressing the down button, it'll score hits every time. So that's the easiest way to fight these guys if if you are in that situation. Here, you're not. So sorry, guys, to get your hopes up. But in the future, I'll let you know when you can do it. Now you destroy this guy, and you do get the crystal. Plug it in, go up to the next level, and you get to move on to the next chunk of the game. Your journey to the maze palace. Yeah, well, you're on a whole new continent now. Well, not yet. you got to take that raft. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And there's only one place to go. Yeah. That little dock. Yep. And you're here. You're in this whole new world. There's all new monsters here, and most of them require the fire spell. It stinks. You'll see those, like, tektites, the big, you know, they jump around. They're they're crazy. They're, a lot of them are pretty tough to kill, even with the fire spell. Yeah. At this point, if they require the fire spell, I just we just avoid them. There's no point. I mostly do. Um, I, I, I was trying to fight more of them or, you know, in certain... More in caves than right. in, ended out here. Now, anyways. right off the bat, there are two places to get uh, pea bags. That's right. One, there's a, a forest with a 200-pointer, and then there's a cave to the south of Naburu town with a 500-point bag. And then you must go to Naburu, the town, and this is where you can get your fire spell. Yes, you have but to Only get... if you can find that water. Wow. If only that person's house was directly next to a fountain. That when you touch, said, do you want some water? It's like, I guess I do. Thanks. So you get the water, you get the fire, and then you can go to Maze Island, which yeah. is the only place you can go from here. Pretty much. You are limited to, there's a cave heading north. You go through there, and then to the west is a town of Darunia, and to the east is the Maze Island. And now, when you go to the Maze Island, you may be tempted to go to the palace. No, you don't want to do that yet. And we did. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> oh, no. But the problem is you really need a, a key item before you get there. Yeah. So first you must go the non-path, the path that looks like it goes to a dead end. Because mm-hmm. at the dead end, you'll find a secret area where there will be a missing child. Yeah. I mean, and the not- game wants you to go to the town first, and someone will tell you, my kid was kidnapped, please find them. But um, if you know what's up, what you're about, you can come over here and eliminate some time. And he is guarded by a red Lizalfos, and I think it's her first appearance in the game. Maybe, yeah. But they're just like a lizard knight. Yeah, yeah. They have a, like a spear and a shield. They operate the same way. You can block their attacks, so yep. they're you know they're pretty cool though. There is a hidden magic container you can also grab now if you want. But either way, you just want to grab it on your way 
before you go to the 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 maze palace anyhow what you must do though is go to the town of darunia and yes. that is back across the bridge on the northern chunk of the continent yep you'll head to the northeast or yeah. i'm sorry to the northwest where pretty easy here except for it does have two of several encounters which are just these jumping situations where you're walking on the map and then you go into a side-scrolling level where it's uh you're like jumping up these hills and, and finding some uh, octoroks. The only thing that makes it tough is there are some water pits there. Yeah. But the second one is the same, but it's got the bubbles. And the bubbles. We have it. We didn't talk about. We did skip one, but there are certain scenes where, and they're usually the platforming ones, where to make them hard, there's just fields of bubbles coming out of the bottom of the screen that will real hurt random. you. Real random, and there it's really not hard uh, if you don't let it get the better of you and you try to run through real fast because it's so boring. Yes. But once you do make it to the town of Darunia, you have two goals. First, you must find the lady who lost her child. That's right. She's purple. In, in return, she will, for returning this little baby, she will direct you to the wise man who will teach you the reflect spell. Yes. And then uh, also, there is a, a building that has a weird, uh, like a chimney. Mm-hmm. Got to get on that chimney. Press down like Mario in a pipe. Right, right. You go into the house and there is a man there that will teach you the up stab yeah the upward up thrust this is a uh, not quite as useful as the other one it's but... mainly for breaking blocks yeah yeah there are only a there are a few enemies i'll use it for spiders when they drop down but most of the enemies that it's actually effective at are worth so little by the time you get it it's like what's the point right so now you gotta now you have to go back to that maze work your way through it there are a few choke points where i think you have to fight things there is there are several encounters invisibly distributed and, and the big maze part, but I think only one of them is, is mandatory. You can, if you know the path, you can take the long ways around. Okay. And then once you get to the palace, it is purple. Purple palace. And it has some new enemies here, mainly wizrobes. Yeah, they'll they'll teleport in. And they look cool where they're in this kind of whitish, reddish robe. They do I love look their cool. I love their cross face. They do also look a little clannish. Oh yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. Their their wizard robes hood is so pointy. I think they, they would be fine if it wasn't so white. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. But either way, I'm down with beating them up. For certain. Um, this is one, this is the first dungeon that I almost always do in two goes. Okay. Um, because it's like right away, you go down the first elevator, and if you go right, it's just a big section with a ton of keys, yeah. and, and you can get the boots. Which is the item of this level, and the boots? That you walk on water, so. Yeah. But not, then, not any water, like in a pit. But it's like, yeah, yeah, right. Not that water, unfortunately. But since the nature of this dungeon means that you're going to have to backtrack right by the entrance anyways after you get the boots. Mm-hmm. So you might as well, you can leave, you can walk down the water, the river to the to the bridge. I usually go down and get, there's a heart container out in the middle of the ocean you can go get now. Yep. Heal up and then head back for round two, which is pretty much just closing in on the boss. Right. And yeah, and all the enemies are the same. Besides the Wizrobes, uh, except Lots for the boss. Yeah. You got a new, a, a whole new type of boss here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Karak. Karak. And this is like, what a nice boss to have to deal with. <laughs> it's, it's barely a boss. He's like the king of the Wizrobes. Yeah, he's a huge red. I mean, his sprite looks cool. He does. Big red robe. He's got some like medallions. He, he teleports in, appears, and shoots the same little beams that a, a Wizrobe does. Yeah. But there is a trick that will make him super easy. Well, it's the only way to fight him, right? Like, you Well, can't... you have to reflect his spells. Yeah. But if you go into the corner, yeah, he can't hit you when he... Because after you hit him, he flies around. Yeah, he'll he'll just change locations. But if you go in the corner, he can't hit you. 
when he flies around. He can reappear on top of you. Yes, and he very did, rarely. Did, yeah, but that's it. But most of the time, you're just sitting there, keep your shield facing the center of the room, and then these waves will eventually start circulating. And much like a whiz robe, that you only wait, you know, to damage him, you have to use his own spells against him. Yes, and do so. You will defeat him. Easy peasy. You go in, get that, uh, get that gem. At this point, this is where I will have level eight sword, and then probably five or six in the other two. All right. Just from because this, uh. You know, these the whiz robes are worth 100 experience. You start getting, like, a lot of these enemies, if you take your time and fight them, are worth a lot in here. So, oh, yeah. Milk it up. And once you've gone through this palace, your next adventure will be to use those boots in time to walk across the ocean. Yeah, there's a, you get some hints back in Naburu that there's a, a an island palace out in the, you know, in the sea. And there's a road that just goes straight to the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where that leads. So, you follow, you probably... If you went out to the sea to search for the heart container, uh, you probably you might have noticed this palace anyways. Um, yeah. So there is a pea bag right in front of it in a little area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But really, it's just about getting straight to that ocean palace, the Green Palace. And man, did we spend a lot of time in this place. It's a very large dungeon. And we missed a key and couldn't oh. figure out how to where to go back to get it. Yeah. Oh, that's rough, man. Because there's so many. This is the dungeon. I wish I would have realized that you could just ferry through. Sure. Yeah. A hole. Well, this is definitely another two-parter for me, like where I'd go in, get the uh, get the flute and get out, and then come back and go for the boss. It's not as neatly divided in two like uh, level four, but right. you kind of have to. It's long and draining, even if you weren't trying to fight enemies for experience. Well, you have to have the fairy spell to get through one chunk of it. And there are a few new enemies here. We have... Um, you got those orange fire wizards. Yeah, and those appear and then shoot out a flame and then disappear. Mm-hmm. So you have a very small window of when you can jump and, and hit them. They are worth it, though. They're they're really not that bad, and they're worth 200 experience. So Oh, yeah, you can really start grinding here. I kill everyone I come across. You just have to be patient. Again, Like the game will use impatience against you. Oh, for sure. There are many more red and blue knights in here. And, of course, it is the flute that you get in this area. Which, you know, it's only used in one area, but we'll get there soon. But mostly this is just a big maze of, of finding keys, finding the doors, moving on. Until you get to the boss of this palace, Guma. Guma, yeah. He's an interesting boss. He's a big kind of ogreish character. Cool, like, spike helmet-y thing. Mm-hmm. He has a spiked helmet and then a, a swinging a spiked ball and chain. Uh, very fair boss, though. Yeah, I think so, because, you know, unlike most of the other bosses, you cannot attack his head. Nope. You have to uh, attack him in the body. But the problem is, is you got to wait for that right opening, and it's yeah. hard to get in that close. Uh, we found that using your jump spell to... Mm-hmm. Jump in, hit him, and then jump away before he can mace you was our best tactic. If you, uh, I mean, if you're confident enough, you can just jump in place and just land, stab, jump. You know what I mean? Um, be- because if you get here and your sword's at level eight, he, he only takes like five hits or something. It's I don't think we were eight yet. It's 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 I I usually plan on getting my level eight of sword after him. So this was the first time I got that here, and I was I was a little underwhelmed, but happily so. But that's it. He just swings a mace and you dodge it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a timing thing, and you just crouch and stab your way to victory. Now we haven't mentioned this, but every boss does have a life meter. Mm, yeah, yeah. So you'll see how much damage you're doing with each hit. So that's nice too. Very nice. Now you get that crystal, plug it in, get that next level, and you're on to the last portion of the game. You must find the hidden palace. That's right. And there's a whole section of this second continent that you now have access to by using the flute. Scared away that weird spider monster. There's a weird spider river demon. They call it a river demon, but that's, I mean, that's very kind to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like a goofy Spider Man. It's a weird, yeah. So you, you 
you go through there, there's another little passage with uh, the first of these encounters, forced encounters, where there are the rocks throwing, rock throwing lizards yeah. up. Uh, and again, it's not that bad if you're patient with dodging these stupid, because they are very clever about aiming where you're going and not where you are. Correct. But once you make it through those areas, you've got a, uh, a free man to find, a pea mm-hmm. bag in a swampy area. And then you kind of have access to this full area, but you do want to go to the right, not down. Yeah. And to the right, there is another pea bag, a heart container. That's right. And these pea bags are 500 a piece. And if you keep moving on, there is a town that you are getting hurt in, apparently. Well, if you cycle around, there is the old town, Casuto, and it's full of invisible ghosts at this point. But you don't want to go there. You want to take the cave at the top of the forest because you need to find the hidden town. And, and you do so by hammering <laughs> the forest and yeah, you find you, it. You go through the cave and there's little woods and, you know, you hammer through this forest and flatten it all until you get to one spot where there's the town. And in this town, there's a lot of rewards. Oh, yeah. You can get your final magic container here. And you, the, there's a lady who will give it to you, but only if you have all of the other magic containers already. Oh, okay. So if you get here early, you're not getting it. Gotcha. And then there is a, a wizard that's just hanging out. Yeah, you learn the spell spell. Yes, that you take to the very end of the town, <laughs> and you don't get to leave like every other town. No, it's it's got a wall. It's a dead end, and when you use the spell here, a huge doorway rises from the ground. You go inside that, and, well, the, there, there you have it. Magic key. The big magic key. Ooh, baby. And now the magic key usurps all other keys, lets you unlock any door, even though, oddly enough, you will find keys later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, th- this isn't like the first Zelda where it was like if you were... Clever, you could save up a bunch of keys from dungeon to dungeon. There's generally right. just one per door. Even if you use fairy, it's like you save one key. I don't know how it would, like, there's no way you could get through that last dungeon without this. I don't think. For sure. You know? Now, at this point, you have to discover the hidden palace. Yes, you do. And before that town, there are three rocks. Yep. And it looks like there should be a fourth rock. Yeah, in this weird pattern. Now you can explore, and if you didn't know what to do here, this is another point where I think it would be confusing. It could be. There's someone who says, there's a clue that points you here. And what you must do is stand in between the rocks and then play the flute. Yes, and then it will reveal the location of the Three Eye Rock Palace. And this palace is pink, like a fuchsia. Yeah, yeah, kind of purpley. This is a very long palace. Yeah, and it's got like a bunch of mini-bosses in it. It does. You'll fight several of the uh, mounted iron necks or iron knuckles. But they're way easier this time around. Now you're so much stronger mm-hmm. well let's put it this way the the part where they're on a horse right yeah the other part eh, still sucks it does there are many pea bags hidden throughout this palace there are several you know there's the the endless pit there's two of them kind of where you'll fall and just keep cycling yeah because or there's you, just one you have to fall through certain areas in this level to get go on and that's another thing that bothers me is you've been trained not to fall in pits <laughs> and now you have to to get on um and the end of this level though is pretty dastardly in my book because you have to have enough magic or you're not getting to the boss. Yeah, and there's nowhere to like replenish it in here. You, If you got here and you didn't have enough magic or a life to spare to where you could die and, and get, you know what I mean? And there are a lot of anti-fairies in here to steal your magic. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really doubly annoying. We actually got here and didn't have enough and had to backtrack. But luckily, Ooh. there is, what is, we got enough, just enough magic okay. to get through. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I mean, other than that, because if, if there's a room with blobs, typically, those will respawn. Yeah, if, oh, actually, we, every we sixth out, one, <laughs> and there was a knight he hadn't fought, and it dropped a red potion. Mm. So super lucky. And at the end of the level, there's a series of falls you have to go through, 
and there is a tiny passage that you can't reach when you just normally fall. No, you can't make your way over there. You have to midair cast fairy. And then you can fly into that tiny passage. Pretty and pretty sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once you make it through that passage, though, you are at the boss, Barba. Barba, the dragon. And it's a cool boss, a little bit different than what you've been fighting so far. Yeah. It's... More of a traditional, like, side-scrolling boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you're, the floor is divided into, the, like, three islands, kind of. In Lava the, in, in between each. Oh, yeah. And the, the dragon's head, or its long serpentine body, comes up out of, a, out of one of them, and it shoots uh, some fireballs at you. Yeah. Um, it pops up. You can hit it then. You can hit its head any time yeah, as it comes up or down. As it's coming up, going down. And then the the string of fireballs it shoots are pretty compact and weird looking. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rapid fire line of like six, you know. And we thought this boss was pretty easy. I agree. We yeah. just use the jump spell. Yeah. So you can hit it in the head, or when it falls down, hit it in the head again. If you're lucky, you can get two. And then I don't even usually change locations. I'll stay on one island until he comes to either side of me. The fire breath is very easy to dodge, especially if you've got the jump spell going. And and it's really not that strong. No. So yeah. Bust this fire dragon out, get your crystal, and you've got one place left to go. The Great Palace. Oh, yeah. But they're not going to make it easy on you to get there. Well, really, you should go to the ruined town first. That's where you get your thunder spell. Yeah, and, and now once that you, you get it, cross. leave the way you came. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we made the mistake of trying to go through the town. Yeah, it's like you... A nightmare. Yeah, you have a to A living walk. nightmare. All of those ghosts, even if you see them, they're still jerks. Yeah, they swarm on you, and those ghosts are... They're just no joke, man. They take too many hits when you're fully powered, and they knock you around into other ghosts. It's just a big pain. Those screens are full of them, but this is typically where I'll backtrack a bit. Go grab those four one-ups you passed. Okay. Because you're going to want them in that final You want to fill up your lives. You know, this is a game kind of like, we kind of talked about it, or I did at least, uh, with Mega Man X2, where it's like, after you beat any palace, if you have died in there, you have to die and continue, so you get your life count reset to three, Mm -hmm. then get your one-ups. And you want the extra lives because when you die, it refills your health and your magic. It's an important resource. <laughs> and you kind of need it in the, this final palace. You definitely do. Um, now, on the way to the palace, though, you have to kind of backtrack through a cemetery. Mm-hmm. You have to make your way into like a the lava swamp. I guess you can't even walk on this lava until you have those boots. Okay. I never I mean, I mean, never tried. So uh, There is one more red potion you can get to. If you need a, a recharge which there. Which you probably do. After fighting the stupid ghost. <laughs> and then you've got a path up the mountain, basically. And it has... Um, There's a cave that you have to go through. Yeah. Well, it doesn't... And, and Well, there are two of those, like, yeah. encounter scenes where... Yeah, it does have a few forced encounters where it's people throwing, throwing stuff. Throwing the rocks from above. It sucks. And there's usually an enemy you got to fight and deal with, but the, it's the rocks that are the worst. And you get the new blue Lizalfos mm-hmm. in one of these caves. Who, who wields a swinging mace. Yeah, got more range, a little mm-hmm. bit quicker. Mm-hmm. And At these caves point, have some actual semi-difficult platforming where you'll have enemies near a pit, actually. It's like, whoa. There were times where we jumped, used the jump spell just to make it easier to get through. Yeah, because there, there are two specific kind of long, like you have to nail it or you won't make it without jump. Right. But it's pretty linear. I mean, it is entirely linear, yeah, the path yeah. you take up this mountain. And at the very top, you get to enter the Great Palace. Now, when you get to the palace, there is a giant wave of energy. Yeah, wavy beam stopping and you. If you don't have the requirements, when you enter this beam, it will kill you instantly. Oh, it does kill you. Yes. I've, I've never experimented. Uh, but if you have the correct things, when you get close to it, it will lift and you can pass through. Yes. And inside this palace, 
is a bunch of new enemies. Oh, yeah. And wow, they are intense. They all suck. They're all like these weird kind of bird themed. There are those those red birds that shoot fire out the top. And you think that's not too bad. But the problem is their fire then comes at you yes. after sitting on the floor for a moment. It's, it's like the fire those orange wizards would throw out, but yeah. it, it moves at you. like it. The key it to sucks. those is a lot of times they're in rooms that have multiple steps to them. Yeah. And you have to get them in a position so their fire goes on to another step because the fire can't jump. Right. That's like the yeah. safest way of taking care of them. Take it easy. Otherwise, this level is actually uh, pretty linear. You mainly want to go to the bottom right. Yeah, there's, a, there's a few double backs, but you have to double back. There's no other option. It's weird. It's I'm pretty sure there's multiple routes through this, but I think there's one that's just vastly longer than the others. Yeah. You will have uh, that bird night. The birds are the worst. The red bird knight? Do not go anywhere near them. What is that? How do you, what is the way of fighting them? I mean, at this point, by the way, I would have all three of my levels maxed to eight. So yes. there's no value in fighting enemies at all anyways. And no. these guys are, if you imagine the green knight, but he could jump, but jump higher and farther than you. They come sailing. They will follow you. Like you may think you've lost it and it'll show up on the screen again. Where like if you're not in a different screen, it still will, will track after you. Are oh, you talking about the blue knight that... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that blue knight and is they the shoot, worst. They sh- oh, ugh. Yeah, you just want to run from that thing. Now, you also find a giant anti-fairy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although, you can just run past it. I usually do. It, it's, it's almost easier than the normal ones because it's not as fast, you know? Yeah. Uh, another surprise gotcha moment is when you're walking and a giant slime falls on your head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can up thrust, and if you hit it enough times, it'll break into a bunch of little slimes. Yeah, and you can kill them. And this is an area where if, if you really need to fill up your magic, that big slime will respawn. And oh, okay. you can keep killing him to farm and blue potions. This level does have some secret passages in the elevator shafts. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, there's red potions in them. If you're unlucky, it's those red yeah. bird knights. And then you just run away, <laughs> run back down to the elevator. Exactly. And, you know, we haven't mentioned it. I think it appeared in the last two palaces, but there are these crumbling platforms where you run on them they disappear oh from yeah you. oh yeah they're in a bunch of like i think it's one of the first one actually like it's pretty standard video game stuff you may have you may have encountered it before it's, it's not even challenging unless there's unless you have to stop or, and fight something yeah. but otherwise you have plenty of time the only reason i call it out is because to get through part of this dungeon you have to actually fall through that into like a special little hole yeah that's, that's right at the end and if you do though that's like a massive shortcut to the boss. Oh, yeah. You can still get there without doing that, but that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. And once you get to this boss, well, you're in for a treat because this boss is intense looking. It's a, it's it's weird. You, you come to a room where we see a little kind of dais, and then you know it's a boss screen because so it stops scrolling, and in comes the big, scary, weird Thunderbird. And it is a weird-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. It's in, in a cool way, I think. I mean... It bizarrely fits in with the weird bird theme they decided the enemies had. Is this a Chozo or something? Uh, yeah, at the end, it's very bird-themed, and this boss is invincible. That's right. At it's, first. Yeah. Um, and it comes in, what's it come in, blue at first? and uh, then the White. Yeah, and then you use the, uh, when you use the thunder spell, this little, like, face skull appears, in it, and it turns red, and now you can attack it with your Which sword. sucks, though, because that thunder spell uses up a bunch of your magic. Yeah. And you have to have that. You have to have enough magic to do that when you get here. Yeah, so typically it's like you get here. This is especially where, hopefully, if even if you've died once or twice, those four extra lives will help you immensely here. Um, yeah. 
You want to use jump so you can jump up. I've had zero luck with up thrust attacking this thing. I think you have to use jump. There's no other way to hit it. I mean, sometimes it'll wander way down, and you can, but I can't. That would take forever. Um, I recently discovered, I read that, and I tested that if you use the reflect spell, you can parry most of his things. He he shoots fireballs out of his head. How easy is that to do, though? Easier than I thought. I wasn't doing it on I was really legitimately surprised that I wasn't getting hit Because here's the thing. I didn't think this boss was too bad because its projectiles kind of trail it. Yeah. So as long as you can keep your movement up, mm-hmm. snaking back and forth across the room, you can really stay ahead of most of its fireballs. It's it's not too bad. It's the real difficulty comes from how small its hitbox is to hit with that. Like you got to be right there. It's small and there's a tall jump, so. But you can totally do it, and you definitely want to make sure you have some of your life left. Yeah, yeah. If you because once you're done, you get a key, oddly enough. Even though there's no door. Exactly. But you do move on to a final curtained area. And at the top is a little... Gnomish gnome wizard. wizard. He's a keeper of the Triforce. Apparently. The Triforce of Courage that you've been looking for. It's right there. Finally. You're about to take it. Oh. Uh-huh. But now we have the first appearance of Dark Link. Link. Link's shadow is pulled out from him. Yes. And begins to fight you in a, in a, which is in what is a pretty cool boss battle. It is. In fact, it's probably the hardest battle of the game. It's pretty intense. Um, Link has all of your moves. Yeah. and Not all of your spells. And a computer's precision. Yeah. And honestly, we did not have any luck fighting him well, I, during the traditional fight. I would... Uh, I remember... I know I beat this as a kid the way you're supposed to, like, sword fighting him. Yes. Because I remember when I found out about the crouch in the corner trick... Which is how we ended up beating him. That (laughs) you can just go to the corner... I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Crouch and just keep stabbing. And you will get hit every once in a while. Mm, Yeah. But the majority of the time, you'll just trade blocked blows, and then eventually he'll do something weird and get hit. I also found that, like, he moves very reactively to what you do. So if, if you just stand there and say, hold down your turbo button and keep stabbing, he won't duck and attack you. Okay. He'll move in and kind of back and forth, but eventually he will try to jump over you. And that's that's the key if you're actually trying to fight him. If he jumps over you, turn around a stab, and you'll hit him. That's when you can get your hits in. Okay. So I was kind of doing that, and, you know, it's I don't think it's as fast as the crouching method, but it's it's it also works. It's not even... I don't know. It's it's not like it's less cheap or anything. So right, uh, and the battle does look cool because it's like a stark purple background with you, and then mm-hmm. just a blacked out version of you in yeah. battle. A silhouette. Now, if you take Dark Link all the way down to zero, you are given that Triforce of Courage. Yeah. You then appear back at the Temple of whatever. The yeah, the Northern Temple, Northern Castle, uh, North Castle, North Castle. And at the North Castle, you raise the Triforce over your head, and the ancient Princess Zelda wakes up. Yeah. You are now living in a two-Zelda world. Oh, man. The curtain comes down. Actually, she says, you saved Hyrule. You are a real hero. The curtain comes down. And then it looks like you make out. Yeah. No, you definitely go for your kiss, man, which is super weird because... Sleeping Beauty's weird enough, but this is, she's hundreds of years old. And has you've never already made out you. with a Zelda, I'm guessing. Maybe? We don't know. That, you know, she doesn't exist. Maybe you left her in, in lesser Hyrule in the south when you moved up here to the castle. So. Really. <laughs> and then you get a full set of credits that are fake names. Mm. And my favorite part is the very end. You see the completed Triforce. Mm-hmm. And the game says, thanks, a million. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Thanks a millionaire. This is the only thanks a million I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So 
Do then you, you think... press start to replay, and then you enter a, a new game plus. Yeah, yeah. Is there I, any real difference? You just no, start with all your levels? Yeah, it's the exact same map and everything. Uh, so what were you going to ask? Do you think that this little kiss scene was the inspiration for the cartoon? the cartoon, where he's always trying to, every episode, it, you know, that's his big reward is he's trying to get the kiss. It could so be. I wonder if that's something they pulled from it, because it was out in time. Oh, excuse me, princess. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh. All right, this is the final portion of our show, the review portion. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 4.0. You have to change what page you're on. <laughs> I am a loser. Um, I give this... I give this a 3.5. I was kind of on the line there. Where I, I, I think. Oh, I gave it a higher score than you, huh? Who's uh, the real Zelda 2 <laughs> fan in the room? Uh, well, I, I think you've got some great sprites and Big, music. nice, clear sprite. And a lot of them. A, yeah. a very large amount of different things happening. There's a good variety of, you know, the sprites carry a lot of weight. The backgrounds are pretty meh. Agreed. Uh, serviceable background. In fact, for me, that was the only thing that kept it from being above a 4.0. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I kind of held back because I, I wasn't sure if I had gone in too deep to this game where I'm like, I've been playing it so much lately, and I'm like, I think they're great, but... No, they are. They're really fun. They have a unique perspective on a lot of the enemies, and it's that music. The music is yeah. really good. Like, it's not the greatest, but it's so good that it gets stuck in your head in a good way. Well, and these are all features that if you weren't comparing them directly to the previous Zelda, you would be like, wow, what a great game. But exactly. instead, it's like, what a, what a stinker. Next up is Play Control, which I gave a 3.5. Uh, same here. It does take some uh, getting used to. But for me, it's like, uh, as the kids would say, you must get good. Get good, yeah. And once you do, then it opens up a whole new world of combat. Yeah. That it, you don't have to be afraid of an enemy. You just have to figure out how to, how to handle and encounter each one. Sure, man. Which and, is... Kind of unheard of in a game at this time. It's and it has such a unique, like not just a jump, but I keep going back to it. But like the momentum gives you this real, you know, it really adds to your sword fighting and stuff that makes it just a lot more fun. And uh, and the you know, jumps and all that stuff, they're solid. Yeah, like I wish that I could use. I just wish the levels had more jumping or, or actual Agreed. platforming. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Yes. Next up is challenge factor. This was the one I had trouble with. I st I have a 4.0. I also gave it a 4.0. And I said that's because you do have to have the skill level to encounter these enemies, to fight them. Like, you can't just breeze through this game. There's a certain point at which you have to get good at the fighting. Well, that's, you know, one of the things. I, I mentioned this with Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris Christopherson. Uh, Chris. Chris Christie. No. Um, uh, Crystalis, where it's a game with a level system, but the levels have a limit. Right. Which kind of affixes the difficulty of the final area. Like, yeah. you can grind your way a bit in the middle, but at the end, you know, you're not getting any tougher, so... No. And there's some of these moments in the game that are, like we said, very opaque. You have to mm -hmm. know... You have to have a guide or know what to do. There's no, like, easy way of figuring it out. And that's what gave me the higher score for it. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that you do have lives, you do have continues, and a save state, I could see it go down as low as a 3.5. Yeah, yeah. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 4.0. I went with 3.5. I was in there. I because know. while I like the game, there's certainly a fun factor. There's lots of exploration and a lot of things that make you want to keep moving. The theming really falls apart for me. All of the towns and all of the dungeons kind of feel like the same place. Yeah. 
um, there, it's they're all stops on the way. You know, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, if you just had given a little bit more character to each town and to each dungeon, besides just a color swap. It right. would have gone a long way for increasing that kind of full world feeling for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. So it's still a very fun game to play. I mean, most of the fun is in the action Definitely. of the game. There's a weird but kind of cool story, I think. So, you know, it works. And it, it's a weird fit for a Zelda game, but it's a, you know, it, it's a good one. So finally, Nick, I ask you the question I always do, even though I know the answer. Should you play this game? I think you have to. I think it's a challenge that everyone should try once or twice because you're really missing out. You might be one of the types of people that likes it. Likes this. I, I'm going to have to wholeheartedly agree. This is kind of the black sheep of the Zelda family. It definitely is. But there is enough in there that is really good to hook a lot of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially if you're like a, a Dark Souls type, someone that's into these more modern games that are a give and take in the fighting system, this is more like that than any other Nintendo game. Yeah, it's it's... It's great stuff, man. It's, so it's, it is quite a challenge, but once you get used to it, it is very a very rewarding one. That's right. Draw your blades. Next week's game will be Little Nemo, the Dream Master for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-mm. So find a copy of that game. Grab your controllers and climb inside the nearest frog you can. That's right. Uh, and if you don't if you, know what that means, go play the game. Yeah, get out there. But uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you like Little Nemo? Or are you a new convert to Zelda 2 fandom? Let me know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Nick will take it as a personal win. I, yeah, I will. I need some. Help me. You can also get in touch with us at the Twitterverse Cart Command is what we're listed under there. We let you know when new shows drop and then... Once every three months, we add one extra tweet or two. Last month, we did two. It's kind of amazing. Ugh, again, both hat related. <laughs> so, if you like hat related tweets, check that out. Um, otherwise, you can get in touch with us at Cartridge Command on the Facebooks. And of course, we must always say special thank you to those fine and wonderful folks who give to us at Patreon.com/slash Cartridge Command. It is your financial support that makes this show possible. And you know, without you guys, I don't know if there would be a Cartridge Command anymore. I would be error. He would be error. But you know what? We love doing this. And as long as you let us do this without having to dip into our own pocketbooks, we will keep making this show for you. And if you want to hear more from us, perhaps give more. Or if you don't give it all, give us a buck. Three. Five. You never know. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll hit that threshold where this could be our job. And then you could hear all the podcasts you wanted from us. Oh, so magical. Dreams. They are lofty dreams. But with you, our dreams could come true. So thank you all once again. And... As always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Oh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Is this where there's the invisible pit, or did I miss that? Um, maybe. I think we may have Oh, that was in the I Maze Palace. Damn it. Oh, well. That was the first time I got called by a girl was to ask me how to get past that part. <laughs> what a stud.